Hey sis, welcome to the To Get Her podcast, where we are growing and going together to get her. The her you envision when you think of your most purposeful, powerful, and profitable self. Hey sis, I hope you are doing so well. How are you? How is your heart? How is your mind? I hope you are taking time to check in with yourself on a daily basis. Speaking of checking in, I woke up a few days ago and I began my usual morning prayer before getting out of bed. Not my devotional, just the, you know, the basic when your eyes open, thank you, Jesus. But before I could even utter those words, I heard the sentence in my spirit. You have to stop questioning my love for you every time things don't go your way. So my first thought was, um, who? My second thought, who, me? And thirdly, I don't question your love, God. Because at this point, I had established that my husband was still asleep and there, was, there wasn't anyone else in our home. And so it had to be God telling me about myself first thing in the morning, right? And isn't it like God to speak to us when our minds are still and quiet and the chaos of our day and surroundings are not competing with his whisper? And so I responded, I'm not questioning your love, God. I paused for a moment waiting to hear a response, but nothing came. So I got out of bed and I began my day. And here I am, right, first of all, call myself defending myself to God, telling him that he what he was telling me was wrong, telling him that I was not questioning his love when obviously he had intel that I did not. The words wrapped themselves around me like a soft blanket, and they journeyed with me throughout the day. Every few hours, I found myself repeating them out loud. You have to stop questioning my love for you every time things don't go your way. I ruminated on the words all week and began to investigate how God defines love and why he would think I was questioning his love for me. During some quiet time, I began to understand that God gauges our love for him through our obedience and our trust in him. When we give him our yes, despite what it costs us, he knows we love him. When we surrender our will for his, he knows we love him. When we can praise him while life is terrorizing us because we have the understanding that he is with us and he is for us. And if he be for us, who can be against us? That's how he knows that we love him. So I began an inquiry. In what ways am I questioning the love of God? Well, the answer is I was, and you probably are too, sis. I realized that every time God woos us to turn off Netflix and spend time in his presence and we ignore the wooing, it's a form of questioning. Every time we are reminded to call that person that has offended us or sometimes hasn't even offended us, but we're just sick of always being the one to reach out, it's a form of questioning. Every time we encounter a disappointment or a setback or defeat and we throw a pity party, it is is a form of questioning. I've realized that sometimes God will give us a great idea or he'll connect us with someone and we will delay in reaching out or delay in enacting the idea that is a form of questioning God's love. I realized that spending time with God when it's convenient for me or only surrendering my will for his when I actually want to or when there's no real cost is my subtle way of saying to God, God, I'm not sure if your love will protect me from discomfort, so I'll protect myself just in case you don't. That revelation gutted me, right? Because we think we understand the love of God and we think we are persuaded of it, but our behavior and our thoughts 
say otherwise. Our disobedience or delay in obeying, because sometimes we actually do obey, but we do it on our timing. (laughs) You know, we have to talk ourselves into it. We have to work ourselves into agreement with it as opposed to doing it immediately. Our doubt, our disobedience, our delay are all questions of God's love for us. Because if we truly believed he loved us and he loves us with an everlasting love that goes beyond our faults, we would know that even in our worst situations, our worst moments, that God's love is purposeful. My worry is a question of God's love. My plan B, in case his plan A doesn't work out, is a question of God's love. Here I was living a full life of faith, but it was actually full of skepticism. I don't know if you find yourself in any of the explanations that I've just given, but I'm pretty sure something hits home because we cannot hold doubt and faith in the same space and please God. And that's why in the epistle of Mark chapter nine, verse 24, a father seeking healing for his child cries out to Jesus and says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. What a beautiful expression of humanity acknowledging grace. Sis, we are human. We will be filled with doubt and worry and disobedience and delay and all sorts of human things until we take our last breath. But we can trust God to help transcend our humanity through grace so that even when we doubt, we can ask him to help our unbelief. That when we are tempted to disobey, we can share our fear and ask him to help us surrender our need to control. God doesn't expect us to please him in our strength, through our attempts or in our striving. It is literally impossible to please a holy God through human action. And so he has given himself to us, made himself available and accessible to help us in our time of need. I think we've done a poor job of teaching grace, perhaps because we think people will use grace as permission to cast off constraints. But grace should and often does do the opposite, reminds us of this overwhelming, undeserved love that is available to each and every one of us at every moment of our lives. And it is that love that compels us to turn away from our sins and issues and weights that so easily beset us. Instead of believing you have to perform your way into God's acceptance, he really just wants to love you into his presence. And so we have to stop questioning his love for us every time things don't go our way. For some of us, that means when we expected God to heal and preserve our loved one, and instead they died, our journey of heartache and disappointment should lead us to a foundational belief that God can only be good. There is no darkness in him. And though we weep and we wail, we know that he will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. That means when you just knew you were getting that job and it turns out you didn't, that you don't question whether it's because he has something against you or because he just doesn't like you, but you anchor yourself in the truth that the same God who opens doors closes them for our good. Maybe you're questioning God's love for you because your business isn't taking off like you had hoped or because you're lonely and need companionship or your kid is struggling, or you're wrestling with anxiety and depression, or your marriage is challenging, or your joy is depleted, or you're sick and you did everything right. I know you may not want to hear this, sis, but God's love surrounds you wherever life finds you. His love draws you near to him. He is near to the brokenhearted and he binds up our wounds. I had to confess that I was in fact questioning God's love for me. 
And while I don't have the answers for all of my questions, what I know for sure is this. God's love exists for me deeply, whether I feel it, understand it, or even want it. His no to my prayer request is just as profound as his yes. Whether he explains why he did something in my life or whether I never know while I'm here on this earth, I choose to believe by faith that his love is intuitive and sacrificial and wise and always, always, always working in my favor. And so when chaos and noise overwhelm my heart and get me to questioning whether I am loved, God quiets me with the very love that I question. Like he did that morning a few days ago when he reminded me so lovingly to stop questioning his love. Where he could have easily bypassed the fact that I was sabotaging myself with my thoughts, my patterns, and my behavior. But his love brought him down to speak to me. Gosh, this love that we question, it keeps saving us. It keeps guiding us. It keeps preserving us. It keeps inviting us into deeper fellowship with him. If any of you have or still struggle with issues of rejection or abandonment like I have, we have to be intentional about checking our thoughts as it relates to God. We have to unlearn the thoughts and the patterns that teach us and say to us that we are not lovable and fill ourselves with the truth of God, that we are loved, that we are accepted. Sometimes we make God common. We treat him like the humans who have damaged us. We see his protection as rejection. We see his wisdom as sternness when in fact it is love. The thing God gives me and the thing God takes away are both wrapped in his love. And we may never understand that, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it is truth. Sis, you may be listening with tears in your eyes as you fight to believe that the struggle you are going through right now is wrapped in God's love. The family drama, the medical issues, the work situation, the pain is wrapped in God's love. And that's why it can't take you out. Our struggle is not an indication of a lack of God's love. It is an invitation to the fullness of it. And so take a moment or many moments to be with him and surrender your questioning. Take the questions to him because it's time to stop questioning his love every time things don't go our way. Let's continue the conversation. Visit CordeliaBanner.com to leave your comments and questions. And remember, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, let's go together.